2: All right, I uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. By the way, we're scheduled to be joined by Jeff Schwartz in the next segment. In the third hour of the show, we'll have Joe Kinsey, who's a writer from OutKick. Uh, a lot of fun with his segments. We'll talk a little bit uh, in the third hour about the recruiting class rankings, uh, as well as obviously we're breaking down the Super Bowl as we have been all week. And a little bit different of a Super Bowl week than normal because there's a non-traditional uh, Super Bowl without really the media being there. Uh, And so it's felt uh, somewhat different. And one of the big storylines, not surprisingly, surrounding the Super Bowl, has been everybody out there who is interested in Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. They've soaked up a lot of the interest. Well, USA Today decided this is their opinion piece. Let me just say this. USA Today is a dead newspaper walking. Similar to Sports Illustrated, which when you were growing up, it was a big deal what USA Today said or what Sports Illustrated said. This show, like as a website, OutKick is far more influential, I think, in the world of sports than USA Today is now. I really believe that. And certainly this radio program is far more influential than USA Today. And I think it's because a lot of you out there recognize when you see joke articles and joke opinion pieces. And four years ago, this woman wrote almost an identical opinion piece about Tom Brady. And the USA Today headline here is, Tom Brady has gotten an undeserved pass for his past support of Donald Trump. This is what USA Today is choosing to write about with the Super Bowl going on. All different sorts of interesting storylines surrounding the Bucs, surrounding, uh, surrounding the Chiefs, all these different storylines. They have decided that with all of those storylines out there, they are going to write an opinion piece called, Tom Brady has gotten an undeserved pass for his past support of Donald Trump. President of the United States now is Joe Biden. Donald Trump's not in office. What Tom Brady thinks about Donald Trump is really not a story in any respect any more than what Patrick Mahomes thinks about I don't know George W Bush or uh Joe Biden or uh anybody else who's out there does anybody really care uh and so this is the article that was written and I'm going to like just basically destroy the genesis of this article while reading it out loud sometimes I do this because I think the sports media has become so fundamentally and directly flawed and biased and unfair very often to the players and the coaches that we cover. And look, I'm a part of the sports media, but what I try to do, which I think is rare, is I just come out and tell you straightforwardly exactly what I think. And you can agree or disagree with it. I'm not expecting you to agree with everything that I say. Heck, my own wife, I'm not sure, agrees with half of what I say. And we've been married for almost 17 years. That's how life is for most people out there. You have friends that you agree with on a variety of subjects. Other friends that you disagree with on everything. That's the great thing about America. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion And you can defend yours and your friends can defend theirs. And at the end of the day, you can sit down and have a beer or go watch the game. And I think that's how the vast majority of American sports fans are. But USA Today continues to try to divide us, even though Donald Trump is not the president. They're writing an entire opinion piece in their newspaper about why Tom Brady needs to apologize for ever having a Make America Great Again hat in his locker. Okay. Uh only when those ties became inconvenient, I'm reading, did Brady decide he wanted to quote, "stick to sports" and that he preferred to be a beacon of positivity rather than delve into society's thorny ills. How mighty white of him. That's the opening. This is the opening of this uh of this piece. Tom Brady is friends with Donald Trump. That's unacceptable and how mighty white of him so immediately tom brady's race is somehow attacked here by the way 20 percent of black guys voted for donald trump something like 40 some odd percent i believe of hispanic guys voted for donald trump so the idea that only white guys supported donald trump or only white people did is just not true right but immediately we got a ridicule of Tom Brady for being friends with Trump at any point in time, and then his race is brought into the equation. And then the article continues. Brady's ability to enter and exit the debate at his choosing to shield himself from accountability is the height of white privilege. How How is that white privilege? How is it white privilege To be like, hey, you know, I'm here for the Super Bowl. I'd just like to talk about the Super Bowl. Not really diving into politics here. Doesn't everybody have that ability? Isn't Michael Jordan partly famous for saying Republicans buy sneakers too? Aren't there tons of athletes? Didn't Tiger Woods decline to get involved in any political-related drama? If I were an athlete, the last thing I would want to do as I get ready for the Super Bowl... Is weigh in on what I think about Joe Biden's tax policies, or what I think about Donald Trump's immigration policies, dude? I'm a player in the Super Bowl. I I don't really know that much about intricacies of politics. This is the article I'm reading from. As this country grapples with the far reaches of systemic racism, look no further than Brady, for whom the expectations and allowances granted will always be different. Here's the problem. You're literally ridiculing Tom Brady for being friends with the President of the United States in Donald Trump when he was there. Has anybody ever ridiculed a black athlete for being friends with Barack Obama? I don't ever remember seeing it. I don't understand why being friends with a politician is a bad thing. Whiteness is the benefit of the doubt, said David Leonard, author of Playing While White, privilege and power on and off the field by the way who bought that book did anyone actually think you know what I want to read about I'm gonna go buy playing while white privilege and power on and off the field is there a market of more than two people in the entire nation for this that this lunatic is being quoted from when Tom Brady says I was just given the hat or he's just a friend of mine, or when he skips the White House and says, I had a different engagement, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets to be an individual. What, what is going on here? I'm reading directly from this USA Today article, every athlete who said they weren't going to the White House because they didn't like Donald Trump got front page praise by everyone in the sports media. Megan Rapino doesn't want to go to the White House. Oh, how heroic of her. It's so brave of her to not go to the White House. LeBron James won't go to the White House. Oh, this is, this is the most important stand I've ever seen any athlete take ever. That's what all these people wrote. Brady doesn't go to the White House and he owes an explanation? This is craziness. He reaps the benefits that we as white Americans reap each day and every day in different contexts. He reaps the benefits of being a 10-time Super Bowl appearance player. He reaps the benefits of his excellence on the field. Brady and his race has nothing to do with the benefits that he gets. I bet Patrick Mahomes gets a pretty good bout of benefits, too. He just bought a part of the the Kansas City Royals. He signed a $500 million contract. Do you know why he gets those benefits? Because he's really good at football. If you're really good at football, you get a lot of benefits. Still reading from the USA Today. It's been five years since a hat had prime placement in Brady's locker. And, and he replied, I hope so. That would be great. When he asked if his old golfing buddy had what it took to be president.
1: How is that a bad quote
2: if anybody that i ever played golf with was running for president and somebody said do you think that he would be a good president and i said i hope so that would be great wouldn't that be a total normal answer like i i don't think i've ever played golf with anybody i'd be like man i hope that guy gets his ass kicked running for president I would 100% root for somebody that I would like to go golf with to be elected president. But with Brady... That was five years ago, by the way. A five-year-old quote, reading from USA Today. But with Brady playing in his 10th Super Bowl on Sunday, the topic was raised anew, who said, no black athlete would have gotten the pass Brady has. What are you talking about? Tiger Woods played golf with Donald Trump, while he was president multiple times, and everybody said, that's fine. Tiger Woods is a black athlete. Tiger Woods has also played golf with Barack Obama. That's what big time athletes do. If the president invited me to go play golf, I stink at golf. Do you know what I would do? I'd go play golf. We got invited to the White House to interview Donald Trump. We got invited to have him on this radio show. I did that in a heartbeat. If, if there was anybody out there who wanted to have me in the White House with Joe Biden, I would go there in a heartbeat too. LeBron James can never say a prominent black athlete can never say, Minister Farrakhan Farrakhan is just my friend they try to cancel anybody at the mere mention of Farrakhan's name. Farrakhan has called Jewish people roaches and said that the Holocaust wasn't real. That's kind of a big deal. He's also, by the way, an incredibly divisive religious leader as opposed to the democratically elected president of the United States. Nobody tried to cancel Tiger Woods when he went and golfed with... The president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. Nobody tried to cancel Jim Brown when Jim Brown went and talked with the president of the United States. Nobody tried to cancel Herschel Walker when he spoke at the RNC and said he was good friends with Donald Trump. What these people are arguing is just flagrantly not true. Not true at all. And then, In theory, it should not matter whether Brady supports Trump, AOC, or someone somewhere in between on the political spectrum. He has a right to his private views. But it was Brady himself who chose to make those private views public. If you think the MAGA hat just happened to wind up in his locker, I have a case of TB12 supplements to sell you. Now he might not have thought it would matter since Trump's candidacy at that point was still seen as something of a stunt. But Brady has had the chance to clarify or walk back his comments and has chosen not to at the Super Bowl in 2017, three days after Trump's Muslim ban. By the way, it wasn't a Muslim ban. Took effect on Howard Stern's show last spring when Trump was already beginning to sow lies about the election. And yet again this week, less than a month after a deadly insurrection at the US Capitol that was incited by Trump. This is USA Today. Instead, Brady has been allowed to divorce himself with it while black athletes are made to own their views in perpetuity. What is she talking about? This is nonsense. This is absolute insanity. And yet USA Today is publishing it. Brady got asked about it on Monday. So not actually being able to dodge it at all. He was asked about his friendship with Trump, and he said, I'm not sure how to respond to hypothetical questions. I hope every can, everyone can. We're in this position like I am to try to be the best I can every day as an athlete, as a player, as a person in my community, for my team, and so forth. So yeah, not sure what else. What in the world is this ridiculousness? Like other white athletes, Brady is seen as an individual in a way minority athletes never are. What does that even mean? This is ludicrous. Who sees Brady as an individual and doesn't see LeBron as an individual? Racists, I guess, like this USA Today writer. Every single human is seen as an individual. This is lunacy. This is absolute insanity. No one has asked Brady about the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Even though almost all of those who attempted the violent overthrow of our government were white. Do people constantly quiz athletes about their perspective on the riots that went on all summer? No. Because they're athletes mostly? Tom Brady is speaking up as Tom Brady. He's not asked to speak for white America. Well, isn't that the way everybody should be viewed? As speaking for themselves? As opposed to a representative of their race? The follow-up question, well, who's afforded that luxury? I'm just here to play football. Everybody is afforded that luxury. Anybody who wants to say, you know what, I'm just here to play basketball. Michael Jordan was afforded that luxury tiger woods was afforded that luxury every single athlete is afforded the luxury of saying hey i don't really want to get involved in complex social issues i'm just here to play my sport everybody has that is a luxury this article says black athletes and other marginalized and disempowered athletes have never been afforded inside and outside of sports that's just not true Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods are the two most successful black athletes in terms of making money in their entire lives. Nobody has demanded that they speak out on every societal issue. The story finishes, it might seem petty to bring up Brady's moral cowardice now now, when the 43-year-old is accomplishing things unlikely to ever be seen again in the NFL, but celebrating what he's done while turning a blind eye to what he has not is a privilege Brady does not deserve. Look, this idiot writer, Nancy Armour, I'll say her name now, she's welcome to come on and try to defend this lunacy that she just penned in USA Today. And I would actually welcome any editor at USA Today who has an IQ of over 100 and wants to step into the Thunderdome here on OutKick to also be able to come on and try to defend this nonsense that they published but really, when you dive into so much of the media out there, it's complete crap when you dissect it like I just did live on the radio reading this article for you. And people wonder why the sports media is so universally reviled in this country and why the media in general is so hated in this country. Of all professions in the United States right now, do you know what profession is the most disliked journalist. Do you know why? Because of articles like these, which are transparently partisan and false, and trying to create issues to divide us instead of bring us together. That's what so many people in sports media do on a day-to-day basis. And the reason why this show is thriving, frankly, the reason why this show is dominating compared to almost every other show out there, is because... Whether you agree with me or not, every single day I sit down with you and I talk with you honestly and I treat you like adults. And a lot of places like USA Today and ESPN don't do that anymore. And they make stupid, illogical, indefensible, insufferably dumb arguments that deserve to be roasted and destroyed like I just did that USA Today piece. Appreciate all of you. Up next, Jeff Schwartz breaking down the Super Bowl, and more. Who's going to win, Chiefs or Bucks? This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
3: Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
2: Jeff, let's just start off right where everybody has been diving into the question here. Who wins? Why?
1: Well, that's. Uh, it's, I mean, it feels
0: simple, and, but also, at the same time, it never really is, right? I mean, the, the Chiefs have the much easier path to victory. They are, uh, I don't know if they're the more talented team, but they have the better quarterback, and they have uh, at least played better this season, and when they play their best, no one has a chance to beat them in the NFL. But I thought Tampa would lose to New Orleans. I thought they would lose to the Packers, and here they are. They're still in it, and they're playing really good on defense. And you have Tom Brady and the offensive weapons, and two weeks to prepare. So, um, you know, I really think the Chiefs is is the answer here. But I I, I would I can't be that dismissive of the, of the Bucks as much as I want to be just because. They proven me wrong wrong the last two games, but the Chiefs are better, man. Indy Reid off a of bye is like twenty six and five. I think Mahomes and Reed off a of bye are seven zero, including the Browns game this year. The Mahomes deal you know, they're up twenty two three before he got hurt. So, I I think it's the Chiefs, but again, um, Tampa's defense. have something to say about that?
2: Okay, so the offensive line of the Chiefs seems like it might be. Uh, maybe the biggest issue if the Chiefs were going to lose their offensive line is unhealthy we know with uh, with the, the the ability to get after the quarterback of the defensive line of the Bucks. certainly they uh, I think had five sacks against Aaron Rodgers they put a lot of pressure on him they were really the reason that the Bucks won against the Packers is there any reason for concern there for the Chiefs?
0: This is the most injured offensive line we've ever seen to start and play a Super Bowl. I'm not it's even close. If you look at your pencil and starters from this, you know, from before the season, four of the five aren't playing right now. And, and the fifth is the center who got benched this year at one point because of his play. So there's a concern there as is, is, is usual. But Pat Mahomes kind of makes everything right in the end, right? He's able to throw the ball quickly, he's able to avoid pressure, and so – well, I like to say, hey, it's a big problem, and I certainly think it can be. I've seen no evidence. I mean, they play with with a lot of these backups all season; it has not been an issue. It's pretty incredible to to play with so many backups and get to a Super Bowl uh, on the on the offensive line. So credit to to Coach Reed and, and Andy Hector, offensive line coach. But I feel like at some point it has to matter. It has to matter. Maybe this is the game it does matter, and and I think that Tampa Bay's defensive line will get home, but you know, their secondary also has to cover. So it's kind of as twofold. You, you, you can't just um, rush the pass without having everyone covered in the back end.
2: What stands out to you in particular as you look at this matchup that you think will ultimately be the reason why the Chiefs win? Uh, is it as simple as Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I mean, or is there something else where you see an advantage for the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, there's another there's another uh, part where I think the Chiefs uh, have an advantage. Bay's offensive line is really good. Uh, they're really good left guard, center, and right tackle. The right guard Alex Kappa got hurt against Washington early in the playoffs, and uh, you know their backup right guard is just not as good. And so Chris Jones for the Chiefs is going to have a big game, in my opinion. I already bet him over his sack numbers. Actually, I might take a small piece on MVP at plus plus twelve thousand for him. Um, it's a very obviously off-the-wall bet, but you have to hope he gets a couple stacks, force fumble, maybe he runs one in, I don't who knows. But um, I think Chris Jones will have a really big game. We know that getting pressure on Tom Brady is the key to stopping him. It's the key to stopping every quarterback, but we've seen it really negatively affect Tom Brady, especially when you can get pressure inside out, and Chris Jones obviously can do that.
2: Um, looking at the big picture here, I feel like the NFL is not getting enough credit for managing to finish the season on schedule, right? I mean, we are now, whatever it is, three days before the Super Bowl is officially scheduled. I don't think anybody out there listening to us right now would have believed back in September when the NFL kicked off that they were going to be able to play all 16 games for every team. All 32 teams are going to play their complete schedule and they were going to finish on time it's one of the most remarkable achievements i can ever remember from any league are we underrating what the nfl accomplished here the players the coaches the the, the, the uh, league officials everybody that had to be pulling in the same direction to make this possible
0: uh Yes, we're not giving them credit because people don't like giving the NFL credit for anything, and so yeah. uh, I'm not surprised we're not giving them credit here. I mean, you know, they played through a pandemic, and this is um, this is what putting resources and money, and effort, and following guidelines and creating your own guidelines, quite honestly. Um, and, you know, just putting the, the actual good old-fashioned effort into something. And they put their money into making sure the protocols were right, the testing was done right, they listened to their doctors, they listened to the research, and they came up with protocols that work. And they actually published, right, they published the protocols last week, I think. The CDC and NFL put together a report on how they did this. I think they're changing some, some protocols uh, for everyone based off of what the NFL was able to do, you know six feet if you stay six feet within six feet outside six feet with a mask on um you know you shouldn't have a problem if you're with someone for more than 10 or 15 minutes I mean, you know they've done some research on what the nfl did and and they deserve a lot of credit for it. They'll, never, they'll never get it of course um but the machine went on no missed games obviously this week so far knock on wood we've had no positive tests obviously that i'm surprised the, the barber the incident
2: part- is pretty crazy isn't it?
0: I, it you know i'm surprised the chiefs did that um he tested negative three times. And tested positive during the middle of a haircut. Like, I know it's a Super Bowl, and you want to look clean. But maybe this is the week you just let that one go. Like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a few scraggly hairs so I don't get COVID from my barber. Um, or maybe don't incredible.
2: have twenty guys go to the
0: same barber. Well, they bring them into the facilities. So yeah, right. Hair. That's why. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a, you know, I was a, I was a supercuts guy, so I didn't have to worry about my barber comes to, to
2: the uh the facility for me what do you th- that's such a ridiculous story that would have been perfect if somehow Patrick Mahomes had missed the uh Super Bowl because he got a haircut from a barber the Chiefs brought in along with uh, a bunch of other guys if somehow that happened what do you uh what do you expect in terms of the travel situation the Bucks are getting to play at home uh I know you haven't played in the the, the Super Bowl uh but To travel the night before the game, basically, and treat it like any other game for the Chiefs, help or hurt in your mind, uh, it's it's really not being treated very much differently than in any other game. And then for the Bucks, is there a home field advantage in a substantial way?
0: I think that um, you know, this is such an odd week because normally this is Radio Row, right? Like we're we're down in Tampa all week. And you know today is Thursday, so you're already like getting the the high profile players pitching their products on your show. That's right. Um, you know it's like it's like a weird. This is Thursday and Friday start being really weird. Radio Row, like it gets a little hectic. Friday's intense. Like Joe Montana is pitching some products. All these Hall of Famers come by, um, and it feels like a party. And it feels like you know this big atmosphere, this big build up, and the players are in town for an entire week. And this year, there's none of that. It feels like a very regular week. The Chiefs are not going to show up, I think, until Saturday. Um, and then Tampa's just practicing like a regular week. There's going to be 22,000 fans. I think, what, 7,500 will be health care workers. I, they, you know, the Chiefs are sending some. Uh, obviously, some will be very local. I think other teams are sending some as well. So, you know, kind of neutral, probably neutral cheering base there. You know, how many of the 22,000 fans are going to be just Tampa or Chiefs fans? Probably not a lot of I them. Mean, it's a very expensive ticket. A lot of corporate money. There's nothing. mean, nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't affect any team. Um, I do feel bad though. This is the one year, right? The first time the home seat, the home team, uh, has the Super Bowl, right? And there's no fans there. If there were seventy thousand fans, the stadium was full. I think it would be an advantage for Tampa. But they're not. They're not even letting them fire the cannons either. They're just letting them fire the cannons. Like, come on. Yeah, guys. I and saw that story. All, all these all these Chiefs fans are like, it's unfair. It's a freaking cannon. Who cares? The game yeah. plays over. What do you scored a touchdown does it matter if a cannon goes off after score the touchdowns?
2: They could play fire the cannons both ways too.
0: Yeah, right? well they, I mean, they, they said they're going to let they said they're going to fire the cannons after whoever wins, like the game's over, they can fire the cannons.
2: Yeah, the whole the fact that there's a pirate ship there is just vintage Tampa. I mean, it's it's utterly ridiculous. It's been there but
0: the also, whole time. It's pretty funny when you when you go there and play there, and you just like. You walk out of the end zone right in and, uh, and the tunnel, right to the left. It's a giant pirate ship. stadium.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is really, really funny. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Shorts. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Shorts. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into some of these big questions people have been asking. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, to me, is now in his second Super Bowl. He's in his, been in his third straight AFC championship game. If you were setting right now, over under how many times Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl going forward? He's already got two. What should that number be?
0: I've seen you know, a lot of people ask this question. They put the number at, what five and a half, I think, because that's you know you look at anyone under Tom Brady, you know, no one's been to more than five. Elway, Elway is L-way.
2: second place at five. That's right.
0: Okay, five. Yeah, five. Right. Because then you look at like Jim Kelly was four and. Bradshaw was four, and Joe Montana was four. Um, so, I, I would say it, it, I would still go under five and a half. I mean, that is so hard to win consistently. What the, what the Patriots did is not real life. Like that's not the way it's, it's going to go for Kansas City. I have two separate dynasties. I mean, just look at look at now. So you know, you've been on this this run, and it's been great. You've had everyone healthy. You have not really had any losses of your main players. For more than two or three games at a time, right? Pat obviously was out for two games last year. Tyreek Hill missed a couple games last year. You've had no interest from Kelsey, not barely any from Chris Jones or Frank Clark or Honey Badger, or the offensive line's been pretty healthy till this year. Like you just have had everything kind of go right for you. That at some point it does derail. This is the NFL, right? It's hard to keep up. Even the Patriots, they went, you know, they went, they won three and four years, and then they had took. Three years off, I think that lost the Giants another three years off lost the Giants. like it takes it, it's hard to do this consistently, and so I just would go under I think that's the the best play here um you know is again, they have to replace a lot of these stars at some point and the team will be very different.
2: what about Brady um I mean, this is an unbelievable accomplishment to be in the Super Bowl for a tenth time with a uh with a brand new team like he has done. How many more years do you think Brady can play based on what you see? He's 43 right now. Uh, He's got one year left on his contract. Maybe they'll try to extend it in the offseason. That could be an interesting discussion. Or Brady could set it up so that he's an unrestricted free agent again and go out and check and see whether there's a better location for him to finish his career. Uh, How many more years do you think he plays?
0: Uh, however long he wants to play, I I am um it's I've always said that when his wife is like, dude, you're done playing, so stop playing. But I don't think that's the case. I think he's gonna play. He obviously wants to prove everyone wrong, right? The TB12 method and his ability to get uh, plastic surgery on his face to make him look younger. <laughs> I mean, all those things are are continuing to to get him you know through it. And his his ability to focus. And I saw a story that. His family's not even gonna be in town for twelve like, days he prepares. Like yeah. he just like his family's like, oh, all right, I'm, we'll just leave for twelve days. Um it's a it's a balancing act, but he's obviously doing a good job of it and he likes Tampa and and I thought this year would be it would be good. They make the playoffs, but not like this. I mean they're they're gonna be better next season even. Right. So I think he'll play as long as he can before his body uh says no more.
2: Where do you think Deshaun Watson ends up? To shift gears out of the Super Bowl, this is the question yeah. that we are debating the most out here uh, on the show.
0: Um, I think he stays in Houston. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about he's going to force his way out and he's going to um, you know, have to sit out for an entire season. Um, but you know, it's going to be a lot of draft capital to get him, I think. At Houston, as much as you know, Deshaun has the leverage of saying he's not going to play. Uh, we have very few circumstances in NFL history where players have for an entire season, right? We have Le'Veon Bell, I think. from the quarterback position, Carson Palmer did it, uh, but Carson Palmer was like in year eight or nine by the time he, he did that. And I just don't see Deshaun Watson following through with it in the end. Um, and I, I think that I, they don't have to trade him again. So I think it's going to be tough to move him. The the, the price to get rid of him is going to be, to buy him, I should say, right, is going to be very expensive. And there's a couple of things they can do with the Jets and Dolphins. They're going to try probably, but I don't know, man. It, it feels too easy to trade him, and that never really is the case in the NFL. So I think, I think there's a good chance he doesn't go anywhere.
2: You think Andrew Luck is really thinking about coming out of retirement? No. Just no I mean, doubt for I, you, yeah.
0: I, I don't know who started that rumor. I have no idea. Well, last week but,
2: Jim Ursay started talking about it, kind of in yeah. earnest. There's an open job because Philip Rivers retired, and Jacoby Brissett's contract is out. If he were ever going to come back, this is when he would do it.
0: it and it would be, but I just I don't know. Man, he's been out for two years now. We don't even hear from him ever. He's probably up in the in the in the Palo Alto forest. Like yeah reading books and enjoying his life. Like, I don't really, you know, a lot of guys, I'm not not saying he didn't love football because uh, you can't play for that long and not love football, but, you know, a lot of guys have passions outside of football. It it bothers people to understand, to realize that. You know, he was beat up for so many years. He even cited, he goes, man, I just like, my – my my daily living. Like I was worried that i you know, the more I got hurt, the less I could just live my life when I was done playing. Yeah. I have so many things I want to do with life. And so he said he peaced out and I admire players for doing that, that understanding when their time is, because a lot of guys play too long and, and their careers um end up suffering because of it, their bodies end up suffering. So I am I hope he doesn't play, um and uh, just enjoys retirement.
2: Outstanding stuff is always he's Jeff Shorts. We are rolling through the program. I uh, want to let you know, in case you're wondering, Madden has simulcast the game uh, between the Chiefs and the Bucks to see who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, the f- official simulcast is that the Chiefs win 37-27. to 27. Uh, What's interesting, how Madden, uh, you know, sort of these uh, Sims that they redo... Uh, they've been pretty good um, over over the history of the uh, of the of the process here. Uh, so uh, so we'll see. Tight game till the fourth quarter when uh, the Chiefs pull away. And uh, for those of you out there who are wondering, I keep telling you this because this is an unbelievable offer. And I know the Cali crew can't sign up for it, but Dub has already done it. Fifty five to one fanduel.com slash clay all you have to do is pick the winner of this game fanduel.com slash clay 55 to 1 payout five dollars pays 275 dollars chiefs or the bucks who's going to get it done a lot of people able to bet for the first time in the super bowl state of tennessee also state of virginia and uh the state of michigan so go ahead and get your bets in Dub, I was mentioning this earlier. You're actually not in tomorrow, so we'll get everybody else's Super Bowl picks tomorrow, but you're on the spot for the final segment of the show to let us know what direction you are going with your pick. Have you made your bets yet?
3: I have. I have have the
0: Chiefs on the side, and I got one prop so far that I really like, and it's Patrick Mahomes' longest rush over 10.5 yards. I know he's got the turf toe issue but the way the Bucks' defensive line has been pressuring the quarterback I expect him to be on the move a good a good bit and I think he busts one for a first down of 10 plus yards so that's that actually I like
2: that bet will you put more money on the prop or more money on the Chiefs
0: probably on the prop
2: yeah uh, I think that's a good bet. I think we...
0: this line is pretty much spot on I mean I, I don't really see a huge advantage in playing one side or the other I'm just going to have a little bit of action on it but I, I really do like that prop bet
2: Uh, All right, so uh, there's Dub's pick. Everybody else will get their picks in tomorrow. Uh, When we come back top of the third hour, uh, we have got some five-star reviews for for you. I believe we have an Animal Thunderdome. Joe Kinsey is going to uh, slide in and and hang out with us. Uh, And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, continue to roll down as we count down the day's until the Super Bowl officially gets here. Encourage all of you, go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. We had Ted Cruz, Senator from Texas, who was a big sports fan, uh, in the first hour. Encourage you to go listen to that podcast. Also, uh, in the second hour, we just finished with Jeff Schwartz in the segment you just heard. We are rolling through the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Again, search out my name, Clay Travis, or OutKick and download the podcast here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.